Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everybody. It's not morning. No. But I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. <laughs> it's the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair again. Everybody got nervous, Woo. not trusting that we were going to show up for our afternoon shift. Hannah's texting us. We get in the door. Brooke says, You had us worry, guys. We didn't think you were coming. Let me tell you something. It's crowded out there today. It is very crowded. It was hard to maneuver through the crowd. And we knew that on a Saturday, we don't get paid to broadcast on a Saturday. No. So we need some sort of motivation. You know what that is? Poutine. Poutine. Donna Valentine, before we get any further into what's coming up in today's show, tell the good people of America that I have <laughs> changed you fundamentally as a person because you didn't really know much about Tater Top Poutine. Never. And you sampled it earlier this week. Yes. You liked it. And yes. now you have your own full order for the mm-hmm. first time. And I'm going to house that thing. What is it that's good about it? Because I think I'm blinded it's, and I'm just like, I love it. Okay, so it's salty mm-hmm. and crispy. Yes. And gooey. Yes. At the same time. Mm. And, and, that, and that gravy. Young gravy. gravy. I mean, gravy. It's so good. good. Gravy is great. I like gravy. It was good. I'm not a huge fan of tater tots because they're greasy and I don't really get the shape they are. They're just like little blobs. <laughs> All right. It's just very confusing. Okay. But this is really good. Really good. I've and never I, thought of the shape of the tot before. It's very strange. I probably won't eat anything again until next Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> uh, we got some entertainment headlines that are going to be coming your way. But for, for longtime listeners of the Donna and Steve show, you'll understand this. For newer listeners to the show, let me quickly reset and say that I think it was three years ago. We did a juice cleanse. We did a three-day yes. juice cleanse. I loved it. It was great. We invited listeners to join us on the juice cleanse. I became a spiritual father of sorts. Rajneesh is what I was called throughout the duration. <laughs> and, uh, and, and throughout it, we would talk about it every day, the highs and lows. What are we finding? And the idea was, especially with a state fair, as we eat gravy-covered tots and curds, Maybe we should flush our system and really just get a nice reset where we are flooding our body with nutrients, with fruits, with vegetables, superfoods, flooding our body, allowing us a reset. We want the whites of our eyes to be white. You know what I'm saying? That's when you feel like you're in a healthy state. So we've done it before from a Dr. Oz thing. Not a real doctor. I think he is a real doctor. I don't know. But anyway, we've done a Dr. Oz cleanse before. But um, some folks uh, over at the Twin Cities Live team were talking about have you heard of, oh, God, oh, it's called squeezed. Juiced. Squeezed. Squeezed. Squeezed is a juice cleanse. And they're local, I think, too. Um, and anyway, what you can do is order a three-day juice cleanse. Okay. I think it's $90. I'm not getting paid to tell you this. I think it's 90 bucks. You get six drinks a day. Oh, that's pretty good. You answer four questions when you're on their website, which are, you know, do you want your snack drink to be fruitier or more veggie-filled? Fruity is if you're new to the juice cleanse. Veggie is if you've already done this kind of thing. Right. So I would hit veggie there. Do you want a spicy 
drink for one of them, which they say, say can help to ramp up your metabolism. So I think that there's like a ghost pepper that is in oh, one of no. the drinks. No, no, no. It's not crazy. No. It's, it's, you're you not going to be like ghost pepper. I know, but it'll be covered in like celery and beet juice and yeah, all that no. kind of stuff. But you go through, you answer four questions, and I hear that they can deliver like same day where they are delivered in a... Steve should be a sales guy. I don't even know what you're doing on the air. You Listen, should just be selling. I can promise just you. Just hit the, hit the road as a door-to-door. Yes. Sales my, my, my future is in the grandstand. I will be selling wares in the grandstand. But here's what we do. You get six drinks a day, and uh, that spice helps to speed up your metabolism, so that's good. Digestion's going to get revved up, and the whole idea is that we're cleansing our bodies. So uh, maybe we do this the week after Labor Day, September 13th, 14th, okay. and 15th. That's great. And we welcome view, uh, listeners to join us. Yes, I just have to make sure I don't have any plans. I get it. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. meeting friends for happy hour or anything I like understand. that. Yeah, Let's I know. Let's start on like a Tuesday. We'll figure it all out and we'll pass it along to you next week. Okay. Um, you know, today is very busy out here, as you mentioned, but yesterday, not so much. It was the third lowest attendance of the 2021 fair so far. Just mm. 80,000 people. Now, the weather wasn't great. Sure. It was pretty rainy and pretty... Was yesterday the windy, cold day? Yesterday was the windy, cold, misty day. The day before was just cloudy. Okay. But still chilly, you yeah, know. Yeah, it a was... A lot of people like a day like this, where it's mid-70s, but the sun is out. Perfect. Um, and this is good news, too. Speaking of the fair, nearly 1,200 people have been vaccinated at the state fair oh, in the wow. first five days. So that's good news. So, um, and then yeah. a, bu a bunch of counties now have eclipsed the uh, seventy percent target that Governor yes. Walls issued, right? Yes, they have. Of those uh, sixteen and up who are uh, eligible at the time to be to be vaccinated. Yep, that's uh, so that's good. In the Twin Cities Metro, we'll talk more about that coming up in the next hour, the two o'clock hour, the second hour, if you will, of our show. But did you hear huh. about uh, Richard Branson's space flight uh, yes. company, Virgin Galactic? They are grounded uh -huh. right now by the Federal Aviation Administration because there's an investigation into his July flight, the one that brought him to the edge of space. Well, apparently... There this was, is horrifying. This, there was a mishap. I don't know if it was that bad. No, but, no, no. I was reading up on it. This, was, this could have been real bad. Well, it veered off course during its descent to the runway in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And they said that the high-altitude wind probably pushed the aircraft off course and then out of the air uh, traffic controls clearance area. There were two lights that went off while they were on this journey to space. And it was a yellow warning light and then a red warning light. The yellow warning light is, they say, should scare the crap out of you. Right. The red warning light generally means it's too late. Whoa. They had both of those go off on this flight, and they said they still couldn't make what the make out the pilot's motives. Did they think that they had it under control? Was there a sense of pressure that all eyes were watching and Richard Branson was literally seated behind them in this spaceship? Right. And it had to do with it got out of this like this cone of this cone that they want to stay in whenever they lift off, which then impacts their uh, their landing as well. So it was a problem that they realized on the way up and then results in a problem on the way down okay. as well. Okay, well, the FAA was concerned about the safety of the people on the ground, mostly. 
Even though Virgin Galactic is insisting that they were never over any population centers. So the company was scheduled to launch three Italian researchers into space later this month, but that flight is now on hold. So I would say so. I guess I I was reading this on, uh, there's an article on the New Yorker. A lot of people are writing about this today, but the New Yorker's headline reads, the red warning light on Richard Branson's space flight went off. Um, That being said, they also mentioned that there was a little... A PR snafu, I suppose. Richard Branson, an environmentalist, uh, self, uh, self-proclaimed, um, he made it appear as though he rode a bike that morning to the shuttle, to the launch, and then they realized that that actually had been shot a week prior, <laughs> and he arrived via vehicle Got that it. morning. So just a little, you know, a little like settle down there, yeah. Richard. Everything's going fine. But, you know. Stop being so showy. What the New Yorker is asking is, did the folks on board sense pressure of making sure that they continued the flight so that Richard Branson, though he says it's not a competition, could stay ahead of Jeff Bezos, who right. was going to be taking off a week or two after the fact. Well, and then, of course, all the things that SpaceX is doing with Elon Musk's company. Right. Well, those uh, two guys can sneak up behind him now. You know, because he's grounded. Yeah. They're not right now. Yeah. So anyway, that'd be scary, though. You know, there's a uh, there's a one point four percent fatality rate on space flights. And so they say if they want to continue to do this on a commercial level and have people, you know, spend a mortgage, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on these space flights, they have to bring that number way below one percent because one percent yeah. doesn't seem like much until you're buckled into a spaceship. Right. Yeah. And then that's a real high number. Yeah. So anyway, they'll need to get that number down as time goes on. We'll be joined by Richard Branson himself a little bit later here on the stage. This is not true. Right. Knock it off. Just trying to get people here. Uh, we do have some fun state fair trivia coming up next. Yes, I'm going to quiz uh, Donna and any of any of you who happen to be listening. We have some folks who are here as well. A little state fair trivia. See how well you happen to know the uh, great Minnesota get-together. And coming up in hour two, what would that be? At about t- uh, 2.15. Two. Yep. 2.15, we got some news about the uh, Boba Fett show that's coming to Disney Plus in oh, cool. December. This is sort of the spin-off from The Mandalorian. So we got some good information about that that Yay. we will share with you. It is the Donna and Steve show live at the Minnesota State Fair. We're back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment live from the Minnesota State Fair. We're on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage. We're on Underwood just south of Randall. It's a beautiful day. What are you doing? What are you doing, huh? Hey, Get we are uh, we know you can't see out here, but sometimes radio is theater of the mind. Uh, Donna just pointed out to me, and I, I agree with you. We got a real hot couple. I know. Right look here. at this beautiful couple that right in front here. of us here. We got this like Abercrombie situation here. Um, it's irritating. you're a beautiful couple. Yeah, too. you guys are. They're too. just Everybody's right in beautiful. front of us. They're just dead center. It looks like they chose like the perfect glow situation, <laughs> and then they're doing. She's right now doing the the annoying like I know I'm beautiful, but no, I'm not beautiful no. thing right there. And then he Stop. just. I mean, he looks like he just walked off a of Bachelor in Paradise. He does. Well, this is uh, irritating for us. We're just two radio schlubs sitting up here. Two Uggs just trying to make a living. I saw weird cellulite in a profile view of myself this morning in the bathroom. Yeah. How'd that go? Humbling as always. So anyway, uh, welcome everybody. We're happy to have you here. Happy to have those of you who are listening wherever you happen to be. We're here on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage at the Minnesota State Fair. Today is Donna's last day broadcasting from the Minnesota State Fair in a shocking sign of support. (laughs) She has agreed to come out to watch me broadcast Twin Cities Live on Monday, Labor Day. No, she hasn't. 
She is going to stay home and read her book assignment. Oh, I haven't picked, I haven't read a single page since then. I don't even remember uh, where I left off. Billy Summers is the book. Stephen King is the author, up-and-comer. We like what he has. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to get to page 250 by Tuesday. So if you want to download that and be a part of our It's Not a Book Club, It's a Read-Along, you can. Billy Summers, uh, get that on Amazon today. Okay, uh, usually we would do some things that make you go, huh, here. Right. And I dug up some Minnesota State Fair trivia. Okay. And I thought I would quiz you. You have been broadcasting here at the State Fair for 27 years. Mm -hmm. So you should know quite a few of these answers, I think. I'm going to fail miserably. Wonderful. That's our hope. That makes it good. Uh, You can play along wherever you happen to be. Nothing up for grabs. And I'm going to give you some margin for error, too. So if you get close to an answer, we'll round you up. Uh, Let us begin with this. What year was the first Minnesota State Fair? Uh, Let's see... A long, long time ago. So, in the was it in the 1800s? It was. Okay. Late 1800s? Not really. Really? 1820. 1819. The first ever Minnesota State Fair was held in the year 1859. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, that was before the Civil War started. Yes. That means that Lincoln hadn't yet become president. Teddy Roosevelt oh, spoke here at the grandstands. That's right. Theodore Roosevelt. Yes, the big walk softly with a giant stick. With a big thing. stick, yeah, Whatever. yeah, it's something like that. Something like that. That's why we have yardsticks out here for everyone. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because <laughs> of Teddy. Uh, here's some more State Fair trivia. How many acres make up the Minnesota State Fairgrounds? If you own this entire plot of land, imagine none of the buildings are here, none of the booths are here. There's just a house in the middle, and then your realtor says, and it sits on blank acres. 27 acres. Wow, that is, oh, you have, don't understand acres well, I don't think. <laughs> All right, uh, 14 acres. Oh, so you're going in that direction. Oh, you think I should go more? I think you should. Think of how long we walk. If we walked all around the fair. 58 acres. Okay, I'm just going to put this one out of its misery. 322 acres are the state fairgrounds. How big is an acre? It's, like a, it's probably like your house is on an acre, I bet. No, it's not. My house is on a quarter of an acre. Oh. guess that's just my house. Okay, then. There we go. <laughs> Humble brag. Life in Bloomington. Uh, an let's acre. do another one. All right, this is good. How many food concessions are located throughout the fairgrounds. Regularly? Regularly. Average year, how many food concessions are here at the Minnesota State Fair? 723, Bob. You are way off, Mon Frere. 300 food concessions dish up nearly 500 different delectable delights, according to the Minnesota State Fair website. So that's just... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's food. It's just food. Okay, that makes sense. Wow, that's a lot. Um, okay, let's do this. What happens to the giant pumpkins and vegetables in the Ag Hort competition after... The fair. They use it as feed for the animals. 
farm animals. You know, not too far off. Similar in sort of making sure that there's a second life for them. Uh, the giant pumpkins and other vegetables used here at the Minnesota State Fair are composted. Oh, okay. Okay. You ever have a neighbor who has a compost pile? My, yeah. My, my bestie has one. And I, I take the dog to walk in the park where you're supposed to drop off your compost. So I'm gonna, that's going to be something I want to start doing. How many cookies can Sweet Martha produce in one day if she needed to go full capacity and make as many cookies as possible? How many cookies could she make in a day at the state That fair? would be three million, Bob. Right on the money. Thank you. Nice job. Thanks. Why did you know that? Because the other day you said that they make a million a day, and you said if she was to go to full capacity. You listened. I did. You listened. I think yes, this is great. It's impressive, I know. All right, now, earlier we were talking about uh, Teddy Roosevelt, which U.S. presidents have visited the State Fair at one time during their life. So maybe not necessarily during their presidency, but during their life, which presidents have visited? We already know Teddy Roosevelt. There are four others. Uh, I'll give you credit if you name two. Ulysses... S. Grant. Incorrect. Uh, Bill Clinton. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, not Jimmy Carter. Have... No, no Jimmy Carter. Uh, now, this one had a, an alliterative name. Okay. C.C. Uh, C.C. Uh, so that would be Charles. That would be... Say it. Cor... Cool. Coolidge. Yes. Coolidge. Um, First name. Calvin. Calvin Coolidge. Nailed it. Dwight Eisenhower, I'll call him President Harding, and President Taft. Hmm, Taft looks like he belongs here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks like he'd be the face of the state fair. <laughs> uh, let's see, how long would it take the average cow to produce all the milk served during the fair's 12-day run at the all-you-can-drink milk booth? If you want to see people on the brink of breaking, go to the all-you-can-drink milk booth. It's so strange. They just sit down, hand over a $2 bill, and say, just keep it coming. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. All right, what was the question? How much? How long would it take the average cow to produce all the milk served during the 12-day run at the all-you-can-drink milk booth? One cow. One cow. Uh, I would say 14 days. Eight to nine years. Wow. About 26,000 gallons of milk are served each year at that booth. Isn't that something? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. How many years of ears of corn does the corn roast food vendor go through each day? How many ears day. of corn every day? 50,000 ears. 25,000 wow. ears of corn per day. We we showed them yesterday on Twin Cities Live too. Donna, they take this husk after they they've shut <laughs> the bejesus out yep. of it, right? And then they take the whole thing dunk the whole thing into this vat of melted butter. Oh, mercy. I wonder if you can get it without butter and just say, can I have one? Yeah, it doesn't need it. It's sweet corn. It doesn't need anything. Yeah, but butter. Butter makes everything better. You can. They'd cuff you. They'd escort you from the premises. There's probably a holding cell. That's what's in that corn booth <laughs> where everybody throws their old cobs of corn that they've eaten. That's where the people who order unbuttered corn, sure. they go in there. They have theirs. Let's see if we can get one more. Uh... All right, this is very state fairy. In what year was the first Princess K of the Milky Way crowned? 1901. 19-01, you were way off. That was relatively recent, all things considered. 57. 54, oh, 1954. Sweet. That was the year of the very first Princess K of the Milky Way. Man, you know, they should carve your head in butter. 
Whose? Yours. Why? I think it would be really cool to see. The hair would be fun to see what they did. Yeah. I love watching butter get carved into a human likeness. How often do you do this? More than I should. There's a live stream you can watch all year round. No, there's not. That's not true. That's not true at all. All right. Um, We will be back. When we come back, we'll tell you, oh, Kristen Stewart's getting praise for her portrayal of Princess Diana. We'll talk about that and more coming right up. Is it time to come back? Yes, I think it is. Good morning. Hey, I keep saying good morning. It's not morning. It's so weird to break that habit. Would you ever want to do like uh, an afternoon show together? Sure. I I don't know. I think we have the perfect time slot. I think you're right. Nine to noon. Let's be super clear. Expectations very low. Very low. It's the morning show. They need to carry all the weight and then it's time for us to just relax a little bit yeah and, and just, then we can cut out and have a hoagie afterward if yeah. you work an afternoon or even low j schedule that's not good no that's well you could get a lot done before you get to work no but here's you the deal go out no, after no 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 I'm, I'm convinced that if you have to work if you have an afternoon shift and you don't have to get in until after lunch your morning only ever feels so free because you know it's a work day you got to go into work. Oh, yeah. I got to go into work. So you're sitting down, you're watching a show, but you keep watching like, oh, look at the clock. I got to go to work soon. Whereas if you get your work done earlier in the day, then the rest of the day you can just enjoy. You get up a little earlier, right. you pay the price. What are we you're doing? Right. What are we, I life don't know. Coaching? Why did you? You're the one who brought it up. Why I didn't mean to. Oh, my we gosh. All right. So listen, I'm really excited about Spencer. That's going to be the movie where uh, Kristen Stewart will play Princess Diana. Well, we saw those early pictures, and I I think that Twitter liked what they saw when they saw the side-by-side. And then I watched the trailer, and I wasn't completely sold, but everybody, all the critics seem to like it right now. Um, They say that not only does she look like her, she's not doing an an impersonation of Diana. Which, if you're going to do an impersonation when you are portraying somebody in a biopic, you either nail it, Right. Or nobody buys it. So not doing it is sort of a better option. They are saying she completely transforms. She changes her aspect, her rhythm, her karma. And watching Kristen Stewart play Diana, you see a little bit maybe of Kristen Stewart's own ambivalent relationship to stardom. Oh, really? Do you see a little parallel? Because I know I you've spoken that. with her. You know how she'll just kind of... She kind of naturally has a Diana vibe with, like, the biting of her lip. Yes. You know, trying to not make complete eye contact all the time. A little angsty. Never seems totally comfortable. uh, Seems very comfortable acting. Seems uncomfortable in the spotlight with everything that comes with that. Remember that time that I told you I interviewed her and I walked in, she's cracking her knuckles and cracking her neck. And she, someone who had interviewed her right before me, said something that set her off in some way. This was for Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Due. Yeah, no. The conclusion. Um, They are likening this, and I think I was reading a Hollywood Reporter review, but they're saying it's a movie made very much in the spirit of Jackie, the 2016 drama in which Natalie Portman portrayed Jackie Kennedy during the week following the JFK assassination. Gotcha. They're saying this this mm. film is set over the Christmas holiday about 10 years after their wedding and it takes it, it's almost like a voyeuristic diary that we get to to watch. And um yeah, I I think it'll be a really good movie. You know, this here's what I'm hopeful about with this year's movies in the fall because you know, September is when Oscar season begins. 
that's when movies that are strategically released at a later date so that they can get be more front of mind when it comes time for the Academy right. to jot down who they would nominate. Uh, it just it feels like this year we have some real toothy movies, mm -hmm. some big name actors in big name roles. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking we were talking Will about Smith. Will Smith yesterday, how yeah. uh, the Tell You Ride Film Festival saying his portrayal. Um, and what's the movie called? What is it? King Richard? Uh, yes, that sounds right it? there, Dad. Uh, as yep. he plays the uh, Venus and Serena Williams' father. Like, that seems really interesting. This seems interesting. I think it's all going to be very fun that we, last year was such a holdover. Everybody's pushing their movies, nothing really to consider. It's not a full-throat year, but it just feels like it's in a much more interesting place where last year, you couldn't even fake excitement for the award right. shows and we didn't even try to on the air we're not even going to get top gun this year we're not no, going to get um, the james bond movie we're not going to get bite your tongue it hasn't been moved yet, yet. okay my bad it's going to be moved what was the other movie top gun mission impossible mission 7. impossible 7 yes tom cruise is clearly saying i want to wait for people to be in theaters for this all to be behind us or at yes. least much more so than it is but how do you know how do you know another variant's not going to come? You can't predict the future. It's really you just can't. It's a difficult spot for these studios to be in. I agree. Because he's not going to want to put that on a streaming service. No, and I don't think Tom Cruise would want to do the hybrid model either. I believe mm -hmm. he is an old school actor who yep. wants you to have butts in seats. And in a way that The Rock is not really a fan of. I mean, he, he clearly wants to do big box office numbers, but anytime that he says anything on Instagram right now, The Rock is saying, don't forget I love you and I love your family and I'm always gonna put your family first, like these these thinly veiled digs at ScarJo. Exactly. Just saying, look, I'm never gonna sue Disney. I love Disney because he's gonna be making many more right. Disney movies. Right. And, and, and now, in The Rock's defense, he also says when this is all behind us, I'm gonna, we're not going to be streaming movies either. We're going to get you back in the theater, but for now, right. I'll give you the option. But yeah, Tom Cruise, not of the same ilk. Okay, tell me what you think of this. Alrighty. Your girlfriend, Kaylee Cuoco. Okay, that's not true. Just announced that she and her husband of three years are splitting up. So, I didn't know that she... Uh, had only been married for three years, and this is her second marriage? Yes, because she was ending, married to that right? Ryan Sweeting. I believe he was a tennis player? Okay. For 21 months, never thought she would get married again, meets this guy, but listen to the statement they put out. You okay. ready? Yes. Despite a deep love and respect for one another, we've realized that our current paths have taken us in opposite directions. We have both shared so much of our journey publicly, so while we would prefer to keep this aspect of our personal life private, we wanted to be forthcoming in our truth together. There is no anger or animosity, quite the contrary. Then they go on about they gave it, you know, immense uh, consideration and they have respect for one another and we're not going to be sharing any more details. So that's sad. That is sad. That's a, that's a, that's sad. I, you know, I. Those are just, those are two marriages, pretty much back to back. Yeah. That. I always struggle with this. I think divorce is just so sad. Here we are at the state fair talking about the, the it's lows the of divorce, but it's just so sad. It's heartbreaking for anybody that goes through it, and then you just think back. Um, I know I get accused of being too romantic about all this, but those state. If we're given a statement, That's then a we nice take statement. that statement. And, but to me, 
Can I be super uh, yeah, do it. opinionated here? Do it. I, I love when you go on your rants. I'm not going to go on a rant. I'm at the state fair. Everybody's happy. No rant. I'm just saying that statement right there, if there was not like an extramarital affair, which I don't know if they would make that public in a statement, so I'm going to leave room for the fact that maybe that has happened. If it hasn't happened, you should just have to put out a statement that says we quit. Because it just because the different path thing, I'm on a different path from my wife about three times a week where we feel like we're going in different directions. And that's where the work comes in in a marriage right. is realizing that you are two human beings who have different interests, who have different goals, and you have to sacrifice for her. She has to sacrifice for you. And there is this dance that happens. The, the different path thing, it's, it's well-worded. But that, to me, if that's all the information and that's all that there is to that story, just say we decided to quit on each other. Because hmm. that's what you did. But what if they didn't decide to quit on each other, only one person decided to quit? Are you supposed to stay in a marriage with someone that doesn't want to be with you? That's a that's different wrinkle that that statement doesn't lead you to right. believe is the case. Because they make that sound, and maybe it's just, you know, L.A. talk it. Maybe it's just how they are, are, are spinning it. I don't know. But it, they make it sound like, we both just realized we're going in different directions. He's got wants, I've got wants, he's got goals, I've got goals, and we're just going to hmm. call it quits. I don't know. It just feels like... Maybe you should get into marriage counseling. I don't think I would be a great marriage counselor because, well, I would just encourage people to... Stick it out. To stick it out. That there will be... You'll look back... If you're fortunate enough to be married for 50 years, you know those couples that you see, they were married for 50 or 60 years. Mm -hmm. If you go back and ask them... They'll tell you about all sorts of different six-month stretches, three-year stretches, where it felt like we were ships passing in the night or we were going in different directions. Or but, we were roommates. Yes, but yes. for the good of it all, for the mosaic that you're creating, each little year, each day is a little piece, and then when you step back, it can, can create something beautiful. But if you over-examine each little individual day or month, you can psychoanalyze it to death, and it can become, what's, the word, what's that saying? It's... Um, Oh, crap. Mm. I can't think of it. Good thing I'm in radio. But it has to do with when you just overanalyze it to death, where you create a problem by overanalyzing it. Right. As opposed to just giving each other a little grace there. I don't know. I mean, I, I want good things for people. I'm sure there's stuff I don't know about Kaylee Cuoco's marriage, and I'm over-romanticizing it. I just, um, I think people tap out too quickly, too I do easily. Too. I agree with you. And there's, there's something, there's often beauty on the far side of the pain of that moment. Sure. That's all. Right. It's like walking on hot coals, but you'll get to the other side. Remember when Tony Robbins was doing that? Oh, with God. People? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to give a Tony Robbins speech. But do you remember? Uh. No, 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 no. I'm not going to go Tony Robbins. But do you remember? Tony Robbins would have people, the motivational speaker, he would have people walk over the coals. And then at one conference, there were like 20 people who got severely burned on their feet. <laughs> And it was like, oh, no. That would be you. Was, that would be you, me. You would totally fall for I'm that. finally going to this Tony Robbins conference. <laughs> and then I have, like, third-degree boils on the bottom of my feet now. Hey, uh, getting back to Kaylee Cuoco for a second. Do we know if the flight attendant is coming back? It's a great question. And does it need to? Uh, probably not. I mean, that feels like it could live as its own mini-series, right? So Limited too. series. Yeah, I think we're okay without it coming back. Uh, well, we'll be wondering if that's going to be getting much love. Kaylee Cuoco and her show, The Flight Attendant, which was really critically well-received. The Emmys are going to be coming out uh, in September, mid-September. I think September 19th, when those yep. awards are. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was reading a little article on it. Some folks thinking that this year's 
ceremony might get really boring really fast, but not for the reason that you're thinking. I'll oh. explain a little bit uh, of that when we return. And then what else do we have when we come back? Oh, let's see. We have something on Naomi oh. Osaka. She's going to take another break. Yeah, we'll tell you what happened yesterday after she was upset uh, at the U.S. Open and then was upset Aww. during the uh, conference afterwards. So we'll give you some of that uh, and more entertainment news coming your way. It is the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071 live from the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage at the Minnesota State Fair. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Yeah, it's good to be yes, here. Yes, live yeah, at the man. Minnesota State Fair. It's a beautiful day. I'm seeing all my friends out here. I love it. <sighs> so great. I just told one of your friends, I said, my goal is to see if I can get a six-pack by the end of the year. And he said, why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> he said, well, how old are you? I said, 37. He said, okay, this is your last chance. Fly yeah. to the sun. <laughs> and then just watch yourself careen back to earth once you hit 40. Yep. You think I can get a six-pack by the end of the year? Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right, Donna. I really do. Do you want us to see what you got going on now no. for the before picture? No, I thought of taking before pictures, but you know what? I've taken a before picture um, a few years ago that if you go deep enough on my Instagram at KSTP Steve, you will find a picture of my gut hanging out oh, yeah. over my pants. And it's the same thing. I don't even need to retake it because it's just the same every time I feel like I need to reset. It's because I've gotten to that exact point. You're, you're already in the right frame, body frame, to get a six-pack. So you don't have to lose weight. You just need to I do. tighten up. No, I need to lose weight around I'll my stomach. I'll work out with you. When no, do you want to? I don't want to work out I with you. I want to work out with you. I would, no, please, please never. I don't think that you... I need a partner. I'm going to say something, but it's going to be hurtful. To me? Uh-huh. All right. I got to say it, though. All right. I don't think you'd go hard enough. All right, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would hate me I need as a your... trainer. I definitely need a trainer. But because... it can't be me. If I was there saying, like, let's go, Donna, you'd be like, okay, Steve, please stop. I'd be like, you're just a little extra. My dad once asked <laughs> me to leave him at a gym. Because he started working out, and he had never worked out his whole whole life like adult life, right? And then he got a membership at the same gym that I was at, and he was doing this, like, uh, chest fly yep. thing. And then he was like, oh, it hurts a little bit. And I was like, Dad, that's a part of it. Like, that's it's the pain that hurt. you need to feel. <laughs> and then he was going, he was like, I don't know. And I was like, Dad, you got to go. And then he was like, Steve, I need you to stop. Like, he got, Lock like, Dad on me in the gym, and then I just walked away. I was like, all right, well, I guess I won't be his. That's how it would go with you and me. Yeah. It wouldn't be good. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Naomi Osaka was upset at the uh, U.S. Open. She was beat by an 18-year-old. How um, old is she? Oh, She's young, Early right? 20s, yeah. Okay. But an up-and-comer who beat her, you know, so it was an upset. Nobody saw that coming. And she said afterward in the press conference that she is unsure when her next tennis match will be, and she's considering taking a break from tennis for, quote, a while. Did she say anything else? Because you know, it maybe sounds like she's not in the right frame of mind to be competing right now. You know, she didn't say a ton. They actually cut the press conference short at one point. Um, she, she told reporters that tennis was no longer bringing her joy. She said, I feel like for me recently, like when I win, I don't feel happy. Aww. I feel more like a relief. And when I lose, I feel very sad. I don't think that's normal. And then uh, she's 23. She began to cry at that point. So the moderator then attempted to end the media session at the U.S. Open. But then Naomi Osaka said, no, I want to continue. She went on to say, basically, I feel like I'm kind of at this point where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And I honestly don't know when I'm going to play my next tennis match. 
I think I'm going to take a break from the sport for a while. And then the news conference was abruptly finished. At they that they point. do that a lot. Her handlers, I noticed, have just when things get a little too upsetting for her Mm -hmm. or they could see that her voice is starting to crack they're like all right bye yeah and this is um i don't really delicate situation that's a good way to put it and it's and it's like delicate as you offer an opinion on it because if you offer anything critical it's like what are you anti-mental health right um but you know but then there's the other side of it which in is in sports so much of it like there are sports psychologists so much of what high performing athletes do is they have mental they develop a mental toughness right and so there are two of these things that are at play at the same time you know what she says about winning and losing many of the greats in sports and i'm not claiming that this is a healthy viewpoint but they have said the same thing which is the thing that really fuels them is not wanting to lose because they they hate the feeling of losing so bad more than they like the feeling of Of winning. winning and so it's sort of this reverse engineering of motivation for these athletes and you know maybe and it's okay if she realizes that maybe she doesn't um, either currently have or want to develop the mental toughness that being a major star Mm -hmm. in a major sport requires of you and I think that that's a healthy thing to step away and say you know what I don't need that pressure I can go have impact elsewhere right I I get that I was I don't remember who I was reading this article about but it was very similar to this and the person was saying I don't think fans understand what it takes to play at this level and to stay competitive yep it takes so much and I can't imagine when you're a young woman maybe 20 years old that's it's a very mature viewpoint that she had an understanding that she has of herself mm-hmm. when i was that age i i couldn't recognize that in myself i would you know people just lash out and get angry or cry or emotional but she has an understanding of why she's feeling the way she feels and that's good and you know what, what's not going to change i don't think are the media requirements as a professional athlete because that's a part of the process in the same way that if a movie star decided the pressure of being famous is not for me and doesn't sit well with me then you might have a tough choice which is i need to quit doing movies or things that are so public that it continues to to sort of uh agitate my profile to the point where everybody notices me all the time so then maybe you have to uh step away from that so i'll be curious how much time she ends up taking away from the sport I, i'm yeah, sure it's a very, really too. tricky spot for her she's already won four majors she's the defending u.s open champion she's only 23 um, and she's got some choices to make about how it is that she wants to move forward so that's the latest with naomi osaka mm. uh, it's the don and steve show we're live at the minnesota state fair on the chanhassen dinner theater stage you know there's only one more show after us donna that is true it's tomorrow it's katie k9 That'll be good. And then they're boarding up the building. And I don't know what happens in this building during the rest of the year. Is this where Millennial Hannah lives? I think. <laughs> she, she tricks it out. Does her like. She has like lava lamps. House and plants yeah. and weird like sparkly chandeliers. And who's and the band that she likes? Blink, Blink 182. 182. <laughs> yeah, it's always something about them. Uh, there's an article this morning on The Hollywood Reporter. And they're trying to break down the Emmy front runners, possible surprises. We were talking before the break about Kaylee Cuoco, and of course she's going through a, a divorce now. But 
She also was in the headlines earlier this year for her turn in The Flight Attendant. So some folks are wondering if she's going to get some Emmy recognition, maybe an Emmy win for her turn in that. Oh. That being said, the article is basically trying to convince you that the Emmys won't be boring, but they're afraid that they will be because they think two shows are going to clean up. And it's going to be Ted Lasso on the comedy side. Okay. And it's going to be The Crown on the drama side. And that's your Emmys. And you can't... I don't even know... If, is it being hosted? Is it being I hosted have, by anybody? I don't anybody? know anything about the Emmys right now. It's going to be... I know it's September 19th is when they're, they're happening. So we're just a couple of weeks away from those happening. It'll be uh, three Sundays from now, technically. I want to look at the nominees. Oh, how about the... Oh, I, uh, here's one thing I know about the comedy side of it. There are... Um, I think there, one of the categories are there 15 nominees, six of which are with Ted Lasso, five with Saturday Night Live, and then only four other spots for a few other shows to be recognized. So SNL and Ted Lasso um, all getting tons of recognition. How about Cobra Kai? Love it. Bring Could that be on. That'd well. be great. Yes. Um, the Kaminsky Method, I see. I see Open oh, 15 Hacks, which would be, is that more of a... Limited I think, series? I don't know. I think that or they would be planning a second season for that. That was yeah. so successful. Everybody loved that it so much. It was so good. That Pen15, those two women who play these 12-year-old girls. Yeah. You love it. It is one of the funniest shows I have ever seen. Mm, wow. It's so funny. They're so smart and so clever in how they present themselves and what it's like to be a 12-year-old girl going through all the hormonal changes and boys and your parents. It's so spot on. And they're 30-something. I think they're both 32 them, right? or 33 years old. And but they, you yeah. buy them as like these adolescents? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so we'll see if that gets any yeah. love uh, as well. But the, the Emmys, careful, sneaking up on you. They will be out your way uh, September 19th. So Ooh. 15 days, Donna. Set your alerts. Okay. I don't, right. I don't even know how to do that, by the way. Oh, Lord. I'll help you. Will you, though? Nah, uh-uh. Rude. It's a damned day out here at the Minnesota State Woo! Fair. It's a beautiful Saturday. Uh, far and away, it seems like the biggest crowd that we've seen here at the Great Minnesota get back together this year. So, so if you happen to be out here on the fairgrounds or making your way, we'll be here until 3 o'clock on the yep. Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage. Come on out and see us. In the meantime, when we come back, it appears Mystic Lake won't be adhering to the Jonas Brothers concert vaccine requirement. Oh. We'll tell you more about that coming right up.